Yo, what's going on, Kickspotters? We are back. Welcome. And we're excited. We're excited today uh, because we actually skipped a week. We yeah, skipped we a week. And what? it was a very big blessing because we're getting people to reach out to us saying, hey, what happened? What happened? So we know that you guys are listening, so we appreciate the love. And as you can see today, we have a special guest with us, Migs. Yes, we do. He goes by the name DJ Rod Prolon in hey. the building. Hey. hey. Oh yeah, yeah. What up? What up, everybody? Hello. <laughs> Hello, what's, world. What's what's the, what, what's his government name? Uh, Christopher Rodriguez, <laughs> for the record here. Christopher Rodriguez. Christopher Rodriguez, aka DJ Rod Crowlon. We appreciate you uh, being on the show today. Deserved. Um, I'm gonna lower the music a little bit here so we can we can hear you. We, putting we, me in vibes right now. Yeah, yeah. But we want we want the Kickspotters to get to know you on another level. Yep. Word up. So Rodriguez, what's what's the background on Rodriguez? Uh, uh my family, we're we're from Mexico. Uh, Mexico and Texas. Okay. We're Tex-Mex. Um, Tex-Mex. Relocated to California in the '60s. Okay. Um, so we're we're California natives. Uh, I was born in Cal- uh, Long Beach. Okay. Um, yeah. And then born and raised in uh, Norwalk, Lakewood. Norwalk. Five, six, five six two area. The five six two represent. SoCal, SoCal till I die. The Norweezy. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of being Mexican. Uh, every time we have a guest on the show, we do like to test them on their trivia based oh, off their heritage. Well, yes. actually, uh, I'm actually, uh, no, 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 you can't, you can't say I, that. I, no I can't do the 23 and me right now. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hold it to the Mexican. Uh, all right. So, uh, Mix has prepared a few questions for you. Just five questions. Yeah. Just to uh, see uh, your knowledge base on, on Mexico. Nah, bro. All right. All right. All right, Chris. So this wasn't in the sample questions, <laughs> my guy. That's why we didn't send you the uh, the pamphlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so, but uh, all right, are you ready for this, sir? Yes, sir. All right, so five questions, trivia time. Um, Sorry, Mexico. Viva Mexico. <laughs> Lo so, <laughs> so first question: What is life? So you don't see my phone. What is the dominant religion in Mexico? Well, I would say Catholicism. Roman Catholic is the right answer. Hey! One for one. One for the raza. One for one. Uno de uno. Numero dos. <laughs> Pregunta dos. Oh, was that as? Oh, yeah, damn. Yo, my Telemundo on fire. <laughs> All right. What bird? <laughs> what bird? You always like this guy. What bird is on the Mexico flag? Oh, isn't that like an eagle eating a snake? That's he even true. got it right. He even went further and said it was eating a snake. Two, two for that. Is it really? Is he eating yeah, a snake? Or it's like oh. attacking it. Yeah, he yeah. has it okay. in his claw. That's dope. All right. It's question number tres. That's savage. All right. There is a saying in Mexico, a saying, an expression of their famous hospitability. Like, you know, when you, yeah, like if you're being hospitable, what is that phrase? I mean, it's like the most famous. Yeah, one. it is. It is, man. Even I know this. I don't one. even know, bro. Like, I, I'm drawing a big blank here. Come on, is it easy on. phrase? This is I'm easy. Sorry. Bienvenidos. Uh, I mean, I'll be a good guess. Um, can you repeat the question? Question is: There is a saying in Mexico for hospitability. Let's just say it's a home. An expression. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mi casa es su casa. Okay. Hey. 
That's three. Okay, okay. Three for three. Three for three. Three for three. Yeah, he won't get the next two. I'll say that. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Fourth question. How many states does Mexico have? Oh, wow. Jeez, I'm going to just throw a guess out there. It's not 50. Can I use Google right here? I'm going to say like. Nine. No, no es bueno. No es bueno. No. Oh, no. mal. 31. 31. 31. Mm. I had no idea. Mm. Oh, man. How do I know that? I had no idea. I had the answers outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question, Chris. So three out of four. You got it. Right. You got it. I mean, you, you're Gotta basically be at 80%, passing. percent all right? You're basically passing, but. All still right. Pass the class. This is the hardest question. What is the highest mountain in Mexico called? <sighs> Montezuma? Nah. All right, we get one more guess. Nah, that, that that's probably what I'm gonna go with. Like, <laughs> he said, that's the only mountain I know. A mountain in Mexico? What Man, is the highest mountain? I don't. In- I don't hear folks talking about mountains in Mexico much. Oh. So I'm gonna just stick with Montezuma. And Montezuma? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know. If it's that's not a the right answer. <laughs> is it's, that even a mountain? It's Orizaba. Oh, oh. Okay, okay. All okay. of a sudden, the Mexican history. He, he starts yeah. understanding. Oh, yeah. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I thought it was a last name. You know, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a mountain. Yeah. Awesome. So that's awesome. Three out of five. Not bad. All right, I could do that. I'm, I'm done with that. Well, Chris, Rod, Corlan, we're gonna continue the music as we uh, as we uh, start asking you some more questions just to get to know you a little. Yeah, bit introduce more. The, introduce like, what's happening right now, JP. Like, what's like you know what what is the premise of our show today? Yeah, I mean, uh, what I want to do is I want to let everybody know more about the DJ lifestyle um, and what that entails, especially yeah. like if you think about it, uh, the DJ industry has been you know tarnished Boom, by more well, tarnished by COVID. I mean, Boom, and, and, then, and then COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sudden, all of a sudden, I mean, you started seeing all these DJs at festivals and all that, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits. And, Nothing. And then, you know, we, we don't know what's going on with that industry right now. And then, you know, also what what uh, Chris or Rod Corlan does is he also has a clothing line uh, that he's been promoting, Eliminate Race, which is right here um, on the show. So, and he's got different versions of these shirts, uh, which is uh, pretty awesome. So. Um, as we get to interview him, get to know him, I uh, want to talk a little bit more about, you know, uh, that and then, you know, his, some of his future passions that he wants to get into. But first of all, Rod Crowlan, what got you into DJing? Man, uh, what got me into DJing was just seeing DJs perform um, and seeing how they were able to control a crowd. Um, uh, you know, just witnessing, I can't pinpoint, you know, um, or I don't even want to pinpoint anyone in particular. There's a lot of like influences I had, but just growing up listening to hip hop, um, my uncle used to DJ. So, you know, as a young kid, um, I would see him going and making tapes in the garage and I was around it, but I grew up an athlete. Mm. Um, so it was just something that was around, mm. um, but I had an interest in music. And then when I got into like sophomore year, junior year, I, I, uh, I went up to the varsity squad as like a freshman, sophomore. So I was hanging around a bunch of older guys. And, what did you play? Yeah, what sport? Uh, baseball and football. Baseball. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm, I was a big jock. <laughs> okay. okay. And, um, you know, and playing with and going out with those guys, you know, I started going out and partying with them and they took me to some hip hop shows. Matter of fact, like we went to go see Wu-Tang. We went to go see Gangstar. Mm. Just like crazy stuff. Like I could go on for days about that. But my influences. That, yeah. That's where, um, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I, I want to try being a DJ. And then... Um, it actually happened when my senior year, so that was like sophomore year, I used to go to shows and like, then the homies would DJ around campus, 
you know, house parties in high school, you know, we were DJing at house parties. So that was always just something that I thought that was like really cool. And, um, and to go along with like the sports, like <clears throat> I always tied it in where like scoring a touchdown or hitting a home run was like making a good mix because mm -hmm. yeah. you, you get a cheer. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah. scored a touchdown before. I know what it feels like to have people cheer yeah, for yeah. you and doing a good mix in the club and like someone going, woo, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. the same feeling yeah. for me. It's yeah, the same yeah. feeling. So I was like, you know what? Um, I, I made a transition, you know, after graduating from high school, um, uh, I kind of jumping ahead here, but I transitioned and kind of like just gave up, hung up the cleats. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna do music now. I want to do music. I, I could get that same like you got the itch reward yeah through music um so like with that mentality when it came to senior year you know everybody was buying the class rings and they were buying letterman jackets and yeah. going to cancun you know thousands of dollars and stuff like that and so i told my mom i don't want none of that i want turntables like i don't oh, need a, i don't need a class ring i don't need a letterman jacket just give me some turntables and um she bought me turntables. Uh, we went to Guitar Center. She got me some Techniques 1210s. Ooh. And I had no mixer. <laughs> so I had like turntables and no <clears throat> mixer. And an old buddy of mine, I think, um, I'm pretty sure it was my buddy Jeremy, Jeremy Hernandez. Shout out Jeremy. He's a firefighter now, by the way. Okay. Um, he gave me a mixer and uh, I plugged it all in, figured it out. I called my buddy. I was like, yo, man, I have all this equipment. Now I can't get sound. I was like that, like naive to it. Yeah. He's like, bro, you got to plug it into a stereo now. Like. I yeah. was like start from scratch. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I got into um, DJing and then just the whole sports thing and, and bringing that back into the story. Um, that's where like I started transferring, transferring my energy into DJing because I put my heart and soul into sports and I didn't get nothing out of it, you know, other than just the experience and, you know, pushing yourself, testing your limits, your physical limits, your mental limits um, and all that. That's what I got out of it. But like, monetarily and when i hit the college level it was just really competitive and i started witnessing you know coaches playing favorites and right i was bust and i was like you know what i'm i'm done with this and and aside from that like it was like back back injuries all kinds of shit, you know yeah so can we cuss yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you, um, know. you know and and stuff so like you know i i made the transition into djing and here we i am here i am 20 years later still doing it you know there was a point where my mom had said like i regret buying you turntables really you know because oh, wow. i was like you know just like in between jobs and you know just always had like jobs were my fallback yeah like dj was like my passion i was like i have skills like if i need to get a job i'll go get a job but it was always like i want a dj i want a dj and then i eventually started making money off of it you know what i mean and um i was able to pay rent for a long time yeah uh like around 2008 and stuff like i was paying rent i was doing like three three gigs a weekend sometimes two gigs a day i was like contracting my brother out and then we had that market crash in 2008 and i had to like you know pivot re reset my price my pricing and everything for people you know where we were pre-2008 you know you're getting like anywhere from like 500 1200 what i was like charging people but those mm -hmm. guys charging like way more but i was just being fair for what i could provide yeah and um and it went down like no after 2008 nobody wanted to pay more than like 150 and i had to like rebuild yeah, yeah, yeah. that that price like bracket back up um but i never stopped grinding I, I, it's a true passion that i have so you know people always ask me all the time are you still dj i'm like yeah man like yeah. Shit, don't ever ask me if I'm still DJing. I'm always going to be a DJ for sure. 
No, for sure. Now, talking to some of my uh, DJ friends, looking at the digital setup, um, they always like the old school people always make fun of the digital setup. They're sure. always uh, all about the classics. Sure. The, the classical DJ equipment. They say this is kind of weak compared to like weak. Right. But yeah, because you, you show more skills. It's a lot, lot, lot harder from the old school turntables. Uh, compared to to the new stuff, they say like anybody can be a DJ with the new new school stuff. Like you can't really tell sometimes. But um, did your mom get you like one of those old school old school ones, or did you invest into one of those old school ones? Or? Oh, I went right into like professional level decks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, like you know, a lot of guys they they couldn't afford it, so they got like you know Goodwill turntables. But I went with the recommendation from like other DJs, and they were like, "Don't waste your time with the cheap stuff. Just just get oh, wow. this now." And then you won't have, and I still have that one 20 years later. Oh, I have really? one of them. One of them got stolen at a party. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I was at a, I was at a party and uh, my turntable like malfunctioned. So I had a homie bring, bring me a turntable. I was DJing the party and, and they stole the turntable out of my car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was heartbreaking, man. I was like, I was devastated. I was DJing, I was DJing parties with one turntable for a while. I was doing like, when that happened, I was doing a turntable and a CD player, like what? Little, the little Walkman Discmans. Yeah, yeah, like back in like the Napster days. I the Napster. Yeah, I, I, I press the CD out, so I'd have like my other turntable represented with the CD player, and then I'd like scratch and do. I did a few gigs like that, man. Wow. And it was pretty challenging, but you know I was able to figure it out and get it done. Um, That's crazy. But um, I, if I could just keep going on that, yeah. Like part of what you were saying, um about the, the old school, the new school. And, and even when you asked me to to bring the turntables out today, I was like, ah, I'm not sure like if if I want to represent. I, I knew that was gonna you be. You know, it. like yeah. how I want to be portrayed. Yeah. And and um, that was my initial thought. But after like further thought and just kind of sitting there texting you, I was like, you know, well, it's whatever. Yeah. My, my mentality is whatever. Um, whatever you can do to provide the music and the feeling to a group of people, do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, of course, I'm a purist. Of course, I started out with vinyl. Of course, I'm a vinyl enthusiast. I still collect records. I buy records like two, three times a week to this day. Um, but when it comes down to it and, you know, you got guys who are like, oh, vinyl, 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 or, you right. know, you're, you're they're like, to me, I, I really think it's just like a closed mindedness and, and they're yeah. really like selling themselves short. Like, I could DJ on vinyl. I could DJ on on this. I could DJ with CDs. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna be a true DJ, you need to have all the skills. Can people do the opposite? Can people go from digital to vinyl? Yeah, but it's a lot harder. Is it? Yeah, it's a lot harder. Just with the touch and feel, um, the digital, the digital like element just really is um, it's like a crutch. Mm. Is it's, it easier? Yeah, it assists you. It's just super yeah. easier. Yeah. Because not only that, like, with let's just mixing audio you have a visual um, reference too. So like, if you can't like hear the sound, you can see, you can it. see it. You can see the up. waves. Yeah, you can see the waveforms match up. So, yeah. you know, like mm. I, I've had a lot of guys, you know, they're like, oh, vinyl only, vinyl only. I've been at parties where they promote vinyl only and then you show up and it's digital DJs. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. But um, yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, my, you know, it's just like, everybody's using shams and gimmicks. Yeah, shams is like the big one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whatever, just rock the party. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So when I finally decided to bring this stuff, I'm like, you know what? Why, why would I want to go and like act like I'm a, a true like purist when I'm open to all skills and, and yeah. all styles? 
And then quite frankly, when I do my weddings or I do my private events, you know, this is this is easier for me to set up and execute the event as opposed to bring in a bunch of records. And, you know, it's just kind of like a common sense thing. This this uh, frees up a lot of time to like make better mixes, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's the same where you spend less time like physically organizing because it's easier to just pull a pull a, a song into a folder as opposed to like if I have I could look it up in my thing find the song go but like if I'm trying to like make a mix and bring a sample with an original record and then I got to go through like all 5,000 of my records and I'm like ah where did I put that you know it's going to take me a while so this is much more convenient and I recommend doing whatever you're comfortable with yeah you know what I mean pretty do, much do you remember your first show first gig that you, you did my first gig yeah it was uh it was for a buddy of mine on my baseball t- I, like my first official gig was for a buddy of mine uh on my baseball team he had a little like kickback house party this was like my first time like djing yeah, in public in, in, in public <laughs> and it was just like a little condo like like you know yeah. um and uh 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 we had like 12 people there and i was djing and i he he, he paid me with a 12 pack of corona Dang. <laughs> oh my god. But I went from a 12 12- What year was this? This was like 99. Oh wow. 2000. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, 99 2000 underage drinking all that shit. Was it was it <laughs> was it hard? Like did you mess up or anything like that? Um or? yeah, I wasn't like good at first. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Like I have old footage where there was a point, you know what? There was a point where I couldn't even mix and I gave up. Yeah, I had turntables. I couldn't figure out how to like match beats um, and I like stopped trying. Mm-hmm. I stopped trying for like three months. So what made you go back? Um, I, 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 it was like a crazy, crazy thing that happened, but I ended up staying with uh, some friends of mine at a UCLA. And so then I would go to like the dorm parties at UCLA uh, and I'm like, Fuck that I'm yeah. gonna learn how to DJ because I saw the guys like rocking. I'm like, I'm gonna like, I want to DJ college parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, 100%. so then I went, I went back home and I like re reestablished my motivation. Was and it, then, was it girls that motivated nah, you? Or bro, was nah, it, it was a lot of, a little bit of both. A little, a little bit, bit of everything. A little bit of everything <laughs> for sure. And it's then, like, um, <laughs> I got a job at a record store. Okay. And, um, Norwalk Records, shout out Norwalk Records. Um, are, they I got, still, are, are they still they're there? They're still here. They've been wow. around for like, that's big. Probably like more than like fifty years though. That's oh, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're still around. Um, I got a job there one summer, and um, I was like the the new music buyer. So I would like get the catalogs from the distributors, and I would like be like, oh, we should buy this for the shop. We should buy this for the shop. Okay. And they're just like categ- uh, categorizing records. <clears throat> And within that shop, um, I discovered uh, these records called Wicked. I think it was Wicked mixes that I learned on, and they're they're um, they're remixed and edited 12-inch singles, and you get like three songs per album, and they all have beats per minute listed on them. So like once I figured out the math behind it, oh yeah, yeah. then I learned. I was like, oh, this song is. This song is 100 beats per minute. This song is 105 beats per minute. I have to match them up. And then that's where like it clicked. Mm. Like one day 
like I couldn't mix for shit. and then one day it just clicked like yeah it just clicked so the next six months he was just and like and I balls. and that I remember that day I went for like 12 hours straight just like mixing the same thing on over just to get comfortable with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. and then after that day it was no turning back I was like okay now I know how to mix now we start building sets and and compiling playlists and and buying more records and, and things like that and then that's where I just started becoming a better DJ so yeah. what like what genre made you fall in love more with like DJing? Thousand percent hip hop. Alright, so with that said, because Golden you know, Era. Yeah, me too. Like one hundred percent, but cause you mentioned like, you know, um Wu Tang, Wu -Tang you sure. know, um obviously tribe I'm guessing, right? Like I yeah. so what what were your some of your favorite like Wu Tang or old school hip hop classics that you like to mix? Oh, like uh I used to like um, for Wu Tang, obviously uh, protect your neck. Ooh. Or I used to do a Method Man routine, uh, the M E T H O D man. I used yeah. to like, I used to cut that one up. Um, and then like later on in their albums, they had that song Pinky Ring. Um, that was like a cool record to cut up. Uh, Old Dirty Bastard had one called Old Man. That was crazy. But like any of the Wu stuff, can it all be so like man? Can it all be so simple? Cream, Cream. you know. I mean, they're just starting to come to me now, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even like um, a song like Triumph, you know, that was just such a mega, mega, mega hit. Um, that that song really inspired me and changed my life into wanting to produce music. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That like opened my eyes to the RZA. Yeah. Shout out the goat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out Raheem Diggs. Raheem Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm 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 insane about it. You know. Uh, Golden Era, I used to listen to The Roots a lot. I used to love The Roots. I still love The Roots. Um, you know, Black Star, Most Def, the whole Rockus camp. Ooh. Um, Company Flow, Brand Nubian, you know, Native Tongues, West Coast, um, Far Side, you know, um, Cypress Hill. Visionaries. Oh, visionaries. Come on, sure, bro. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like. I was, I was like, are you going to mention them? Yeah, <laughs> I got about like five. That, no, Beat Junkies for sure. Oh, okay. okay. Beat Junkies. So, yeah, Beat Junkies, yeah. I have to mention the Beat Junkies, uh, you know, and do them their justice and their influence on me. Uh, Beat Junkies absolutely influenced me. I, that's a major part of the story that I totally forgot to, to mention. Um, I used to go to the Beat Junkie shows religiously and get as close to the stage as I could and just watch. Didn't they? Didn't, weren't we together when they were at MacArthur Park? Was it? At the, the, the pavilion? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's where I was. Yeah, like, we were there. Yeah. Um, I used to go to all their shows at the Knitting Factory yeah. and stuff like that. Um, they had a bunch of shows and things around, and um, I would go and get as close to the stage as I could and just watch and just try to go home and emulate them. DJ Babu, Mr. Chalk, um, of course, J-Rock, all, all the beat junkies, but... You know, Icy Ice was gonna... Icy Ice too? We, we were gonna have them. Oh yeah? Like, you should get Icy Ice. Oh, yeah, so maybe... maybe. Uh, yeah, we used to go to Icy Ice Club in Garden Grove. Yeah, yeah, we used to go there too. Like, man, like, uh, yeah. Because he, he saw our, uh, our R&B battle and he wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I told you that yeah, you sent me yeah yeah you That's should follow up with them yeah, yeah, yeah i mean the beat junkies are a bunch of cool cats and um you know i i owe i owe like pretty much my entire dj influence to the beat junkies that's crazy they, yeah. i mean there's like the invisible scratch pickles the executioners um triple threat djs uh the allies 
you know, I'm fans of all those. Um, huge fan. But like the biggest influence, just because it was West Coast, Orange County, was Orange County, Cerritos, yeah. Five Six Two, yep. you know, was was the mm. Beat Junkies for sure. And and uh, DJ Melody, um, on the beat, I used to, my aunt, used to listen to the beat, K, uh, the beat with DJ Melody, and um, I would she would record the tapes, yeah, and I would listen, we would listen to DJ Melody. So he he was a super influence. He's so clean and so precise. He's like. A technical wizard when it comes to mixing um for sure if anybody Sorry. wants to learn how to dj uh i'm gonna say watch dj melody yeah yeah watch dj melody and then you know you can go off into the rabbit hole whatever you go from there but start with dj melody for sure yeah yeah that's high well well speaking of uh teaching <laughs> um we're gonna cut this segment right now because in the next segment you are gonna teach migs and i how to dj Oh my scratch. God. Now, we didn't talk about this. We didn't. Now, now we got to tell you, we have no experience. So yeah, we're not even sure if it's going to be a 20 minute segment or longer, yeah. but we're hoping that you could teach uh, the audience as well too. Uh, because obviously I'm coming from the other side and I don't get to actually do it. And it seems easy for no reason, but I'm sure it's a lot harder. So I'm probably going to watch this. So. <laughs> All right, so when we come back, you're going to see us mess up. Awesome. All right. All right. Nah, nah, we're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> we're going to learn today. <laughs> you are listening to KickSpot. You are listening to KickSpot. Yo, 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 yo. And we are back. We are back with uh, DJ Rod Crowlon here. Premier. Premier. Almost forgot my name. Premier. <laughs> um, so if you've listened to the first uh, segment, we got to know a little bit more about DJ Rod Crowlon also known as Christopher Rodriguez mm -hmm. yes, and um, his passion in the uh, the DJ realm and what brought him um, in the industry. So why are we standing, Gina Park? So we are standing because DJ Rock Colon will now teach us the unskilled DJs, the brand new newbies, how to DJ. Speak for yourself, so, bro. <laughs> so uh, Chris, I'm how to try. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, so what, what's the first step? Yeah. Lucky for you guys, I've actually taught people how to DJ before. So okay. the first step you want to do is understand um, the, the songs that you're mixing. Number one, you want to know the song. Um, if you don't, okay. that's cool too. All you have to do is figure out the speed of the song, okay. the tempo, the speed beats tempo. per minute, if you will. BPM? BPM. The BPM. BPM. Yeah. All right. So basically, the song on the right, I have it set at its true speed, which is 111 beats per minute. Okay. Okay. The song on the left is currently at its true speed of 115 okay. beats per minute. So the idea of mixing is to match up the speeds of the songs. Okay. So you can either speed up the song that's 111, you can speed it up to 115, okay. and match it to the other tempo. Okay. You can go halfway to like 112, right? Room 112, where the players dwell. Oh no, favorite sample currents are, okay. favorite yeah, yeah. All right, so you can go to, um, I'm gonna go to 112, right? Or let's do 113 Okay. in the middle, okay? So 111 and 115, in between that is 113. That way you're not like speeding up or slowing down one song to an extreme to where it starts to sound like pitched, Yeah. right? But luckily with the technology, it corrects it. Anyways, long story short, so we're gonna match it up. The, the song on the left, now we're gonna slow it down to 113.2 so now they're both at 113 okay. and this is where you get into uh the difference between uh old school vinyl and new technical 
okay. right? We've all like tapped on the table and, and made a beat before, right? So essentially when you're mixing the digital, you can use your cue points to restart the song or find your point in the song that you want to mix. So I'm going to hit this red button and it's going to go and it's going to go to the beginning. All right, so I'm going to turn it up a little. Okay. Hey. Okay, so now, hey. so now you could just, hey. like you're in the lunchroom and you're tapping. Ooh. All right. That's so fire. the song's coming in. Um, so, well, I guess I'm going to give you guys a visual element. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, <laughs> no worries. Um, so ideally, you just want to hear, hear it mix. So I'm going to play this other song. First, you have a fader here. You guys, you got to cross the fader to the side that you're playing. We're currently playing the right side, all right? Then we're gonna mix in the left side. Once we mix, we're gonna cross the fader over and then play the left side. Okay. That's the idea, to go from right to left and mix. So I'm going to start the cue point on the left side now and attempt to mix. So now you can hear the synths from the other song coming in. And I'm just lowering the bass on the right. It's just like a little mixing technique. Kind of more advanced, but it's real easy to just twist them out. Add a little filter. And just like that, we mix from one song to the other. You got this mix? All right. Hey, Kickspot's new album coming out. <laughs> yeah. By the way, these songs are all songs that I produced. You can find them on my Spotify. Hey, um, I'm going to do yes that. Sir. I'm going to do that. As you should. Rod Crowland on Spotify for sure. MacBangerMusic.com hey. uh, will put you to, to all my music. Um, but for sure. So now, you know, we're just going to go back to the right side. Okay. You know what I mean? We're going to keep it simple. We're not going to get like into all kinds of songs here, obviously for uh, licensing issues. So with this, we're just going to go back into the right side. And I'm going to just... Tap in that percussion. So now you hear like those congas going. Just a little bit of a blend. And even there, that kind of fell off a little bit. But if you drop it in time, it still goes, right? So we're back and forth. You drop that in time, you guys. All right, so now it's your guys' turn. All right, who wants to go Go, first? Gino Park. <laughs> All right, here's the headphones. Oh, so the key is, first thing, you gotta match the BPMs, and then oh, man. you gotta move from right to left, or left to right. Right. Alright. So right now, your volume fader is down. So you wanna, you can have it up. Okay. That's where you get into mixing styles. You okay. can come in hard and abrupt, or you can kind of fade it in. Okay. Alright. <laughs> okay, that you. That's hard and abrupt. Yo, that was super hard and abrupt, bro. So right now you want to hear the. the I, I forgot to tell you guys about the headphones. Oh, that's why. That's yeah, why. yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I, I failed. So <laughs> the cue point right here, this this activates your headphones, so you can hear the other song you're mixing. Oh, in, see, right? that's that's what I was. Oh, right, of yeah. course. It's just so automatic for me. I forgot. Right. I, I don't even hear the other side. You don't? No. You're kidding me. Oh, because it's because Ooh, the okay, Gino Park. It's because the hey. headphones are plugged into the the podcast mix. Oh, so so that's okay though. Just use the visual effect. Just use the visual effect. All right, okay. so here we go. We don't have headphones. This is the benefit of DJ digital. 
You don't have headphones. You can use the digital oh, so you can see to the, match up the, the waveforms. Yeah, the, the frequency. Mm -hmm. okay, so I need to change this to 113. Yeah, right? Uh, okay, okay. Now, now it's matched. Then what now do you just, do? Just mix this left side in. Just tap it on beat. like. Oh, on this? Yeah, that yellow one. That yellow one is the beginning of your song. Hey. Hey. Okay, maybe enough. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now do the same thing to the right on, on beat with the song on the left. Is it already on beat? <coughs> well, you have... It's, it's, it's not on beat. It's the same speed, but you have you to have make to, it yeah, on you, beat. Yes. So you can see the waveforms there. Or matching up. That's really bad. Okay, so go back. Start over. And just redo it again. So, so you press it the same time you switch? No, you want to like press it and make sure that it's blended. Like the waveform. By either watching the waveform or listening to the mix and the cube. So it's a little fast. You're hitting it a little fast. I think you got it, JP. Hey. See, your, your, your right side is just a bit slower, so you, you need to lower this out, right? Start over. And make sure you, you hit that, uh, that first kick drum on the one, right? You know the one, you're a musician. Right there, you got it. So you can... Not, oh, but I lowered the, the oh, fader I was on. like, what yeah. happened? That was so good. It's still, now you're mixing. Right, right. And then you got your little... Yeah, you turn the bass up, blow out your speakers. That's right. Yeah, we're, delay <laughs> we're delaying his album. So <laughs> All right, I, delaying so your I album. I can't really hit on this up. Yeah, yeah, you're... Because it's through that. You're right? doing fine, though. Yeah. No, um, it's, it's, I'm ki you're killing it. I hear it. So now you're... I hear it, bro. You're on the left. Okay, so real quick, okay. we're going to go back to the, the beginning of your left song. So hit that cue point and then stop the platter. Like hit it and stop it like like that. Oh, okay. okay, now we're gonna go to like actual DJ mode. So we're gonna lower this right here. Okay. Okay, now you're gonna do a little pass the fader. Oh, here we go. Hey, let's go. Now now is there a tactic? Is there a tactic to using right. my left hand versus my right hand? Whatever you're comfortable with, but whatever floats your boat, right? Yeah, ideally you wanna scratch from like this side. But I just mixed that for you. <laughs> right now, so just start at that beginning, and that's where you're gonna rub back and forth right there. I feel like I'm like right-handed, so I can't rub. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay, that's bad. <laughs> okay, I mean. So that's where that's that, where that's you guys hard. yeah. So that's where you guys ask me: Is it easier to do digital than it is vinyl? Yeah. Because vinyl, you have to learn how to. You like, actually have to listen to it. Touch, feel, feel and release. And, and release, yeah. As well as listening. So when I touch it. So keep your finger on it, right there. Hold it right there, in the middle, because that's. Oh, yeah, so in the it's in the middle, not, yeah, yeah. not on the side. Yeah, if you rub the side, that'll like slow the record down. You want to like actually grab the the, the record. On the, the, on the vinyl, I'm guessing on the vinyl, right. you you don't have, you can't see the frequency, you can't see it. Cannot. So you literally have to, you have no, to use skills. You to, have to know how to hear. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Dude, this is a lot. No, hold on. No, you're, it's fine. So hold, hold, hold right there with your left finger as is. Now with your right hand, push that yellow button. At the same time. Yeah. Just push it. 
just don't worry about doing anything with your left hand just push the yellow button and it brings you back to your cue point right now you can start doing a little rub yeah see but you now it's off right but you can go back to trying to match it right right there I give you a score of 60. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Mine's gonna be worse, probably. Switch! It's a lot more difficult than what it looks like. Alright, so, All right. Should I, so, so, so I'm right on the now, left right now. I'm yeah, on the left, yes, right? Sir. So I'm gonna switch back to the right. That's correct. Do I have to turn this to the mic on too? Um, no, no, no. So you've already, you've already. The music's off, right? Yeah. So yeah. you want to go back to the left, okay? Okay. And he, so I'm gonna get on the cue. So he's gonna hear. We need like two set of headphones. Um, the cue don't work because it's over here. I know. You have I, to go all visual. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching this. Right. So before you cross, before you cross that fader, okay. Start that record over there by pushing play. Right? So now it's playing. Yep. It's obviously offbeat by looking at the waveforms. Yep, yep. But you gotta feel the beat. Feel the beat in your soul. Okay. On the left side. Okay. Boom. Boom. Okay. Boom. Uh -huh. So you wanna make sure you hit that that red cue point over there on the boom. 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 Right? One. Yeah, see? There. See? Got it. Right there. Okay, so, so now switch. you slowly, just slowly cross it over. Hey. That's it. Hey. You did it. And then you got the little cut in. Then you yeah, stopped, yeah. You stopped it. Little B junkie cut. Hey. <laughs> That's high. So yeah. So now you're on the right, right? Yeah. So let's just practice going so back to the left. left. Yeah, right. yeah. And it's the same concept. Just it's your kick drum, right? So kick first yeah. before I switch it over. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, do the kick and make sure your waveform is mixed properly and then start your blend. All right there. Yeah, All you're right. doing this side way better. <laughs> then who? <laughs> right there, no, boy. no, I mean his left side. <laughs> no comparisons. Oh, that was bad. Boom. Oh. Boom. Okay. Right okay. there. So see how it's a little bit fast? You can rub the side and slow it down a little bit, but you, it's like kind of like a little bit of a feather. I kind of messed you up though. Yeah. That was my bad. So try that again though. Let's okay. go back over here. And then just keep going with this yellow one. The, the blue and purple are just like an accidental uh, fat finger. <laughs> fat fingered it. So yeah, you just want to focus on that yellow kick right there. It's That one's off. Right, almost. It's like you're dancing. Right there, right there's a good part to mix because I dropped a lot of the instruments in my other song. Oh. There. That hey. worked. It worked. <laughs> so that was it. I mean, we, we could keep going, but that's that's the I basic. I see. Yeah, it's. 
it just, I think it's just repetition. Yeah, it's you know, repetition, and that's where, like... It's our first time. Sure. That's where I, um, I was discouraged myself, but it took me a while to figure it out and, and get the blends back and, and, and learn the actual mix and speed and, and all those things. Um, but it's a really fun thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's switch back. Let's right, switch back. Tight. All right. All right. Cool. Well, what we want you to do is we want you to show us how it's done. How it's really done. Yes, sir. <laughs> and we going to vibe. Hey. Oh, man. He like <laughs> cut that like within a second. That was almost as good as mine. <laughs> Now I'm gonna try to give you like a quick little showcase. I'm gonna um, implement vinyl techniques and style okay. on, on, in the digital element. Okay, right. let's see All if right. we notice it. It is tough, you know. So it when is. you when you're out there at the party and you're like, man, this guy's just playing song to song. Hey, there is guys that cheat, yeah, yeah. and they and you can tell when they suck. Yeah. But <laughs> not, not these gentlemen. <laughs> but when you're like at in, a, in an environment where there is a DJ, you can tell like the guys who are, who are actually mixing and, and and putting passion into what they're doing, and you can tell when there's guys like going through the motion. Yeah, just, yeah like, for sure. Going off like a, a, yeah. a pre-made playlist that they use. At every gig. Oh, I see, I see, I see. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Let me see if I could do that, that mix one more time for you guys. Yeah. Oh, wait, I got something right here I could. Yeah, no. Like some heat. Yeah. Let me see, let me see. Try to go to my beats. This might be like on a more uh, hip hop vibe, but. Uh, hey, that's, that's what we want. That's what we want. All right, here's some. Throw that trap in there. Throw that trap. Let's see, I got this. Uh, oh, this one. I mean, these are crazy. Future stuff. Shout out Mexico right here. Check out this beat. Oh, I messed up, see? I had the filter down. So you always have to like make sure you check and reset your controls uh, with every song, with every mix. Shout out Mexico. Oof. This one's for the raza. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a ninth wonder beat. Oh wow, thank you. Yeah, it sounds like a knife wonder beat. Alright, let me see if I get a little scratch for you. Yeah, so this, you know, I, I flipped up a a Latin record for this one. Crazy. little beat you know let me see if i could get some scratches for you guys here it's kind of stop my uh see what we got. where's my good scratch record where's my eight track scratch record 
See, that's why I told you, man. I got a. When you told yeah, you me got a, you got a ton of records right there. Yeah. It's, you got a ton. Stupid dog samples. <laughs> oh my god. Get a scratch sample. Oh, right here. Babu Scratch Kit, number six. There you go. Let's see. It's from the Dilated Peoples. That's like some Babu samples. Here we go. Let me see what I can get pull up. Move through the city like rapid transit. Bitty like rap. Move through the city like rapid transit. Yeah, you know a little something, a little something. Hey. Yeah. You guys putting me on the spot I right here. I little... see you, Chris. Hey, man. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I yeah, love yeah. that, bro. I love that. I love that. That's nice. You can, you can definitely tell the influence of West Coast, like, yeah. rap, like, through your sound, you know? 100%. Yeah. Oh, this one's pretty crazy. This one I rap on, but I'm not going to play that one. <laughs> I'm playing the instrumental. Okay. See right there, I cheated. I didn't even mix it. I blended it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where, like, I'm saying you can. Anybody at this point, anybody can be a DJ. I think every everybody is a DJ. Oh, I love this one right here. Oh no, this one I didn't rap on. I threw some uh, most deaf acapellas on it. But nobody has that version. I, I'm the only one with that version. Hey. <laughs> oh yeah, I did a Miss Fat Booty remix. Spotify, uh, Apple Music. It's vibes though. It's such a vibe. Like the entire thing is a vibe. Thank you. Oh, that one's got a crazy old sample. We'll do, we'll do one more right here. Hopefully, we won't get sued for this one. So these these are kind of like. Let me see if I can mix it for you. So one is at 92, the other one's at 86. So I'm gonna bring them both to 90. Slow, speed that one up, slow this one down. You'll hear it, like. Oh uh, yeah, I, I so definitely hear it. Yeah, yeah. So you hear the horns from the other one. try to get a little visual so you guys can see what I'm doing. So I'm spinning the side of the record to speed it up. And you would do the same thing if it was offbeat and you wanted to just tap it again. So there's the horns. 
that keyboard. On the new beat. Yep, yep. You switch to the left side, to the right side. Yeah, that, that one I mixed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And you could tell when the, yeah. the mix or the pin. It's a little cover song I sampled. But yeah, man, I love, I love sampling records. It's so much fun. And one of the best things about um, the digital DJ element is that you can you can sample and, and freak stuff live on the fly. This is essentially um, an MPC or a sampler. I'm about to remix my own thing real quick in front of you. Let me see if I can do it. Hold on. So You know what I mean? You just yeah, yeah. start playing with it. And that's where you get fun and you start doing real uh, like showcases and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. performances. Shout out uh, Buck Rogers. Uh, check out DJ Buck Rogers. This dude's wicked with like sampling and remixing. Oh my God, he's he's ultra inspiring to me. Um, DJ Buck, I forget where he's from. I think the Midwest or something, but he travels all around America and he's real good at at the combining old school and digital and, and just And then he'll flip it into like a trap thing. Like I'm trying to be on that level. Yeah, 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 yeah for dope. sure. But you know, it's just a little, little sample of uh, what we have here. That's dope. Well, DJ Rob Crolon, thank you for teaching Kicks Butt how to DJ. Even though we botched it a lot. Yeah, um, I think you guys did great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, I did, but I don't know about that guy. You guys, you guys watching and listening, <laughs> let us know how we did. But we really appreciate it. Uh, but we've also noticed that you have some shirts that you're wearing. So what we're going right. to talk about next in the next segment is also the, the future goals for you. But then also I want to go more in depth about these shirts. I think people are wondering what these are all about. Yeah, so sure. when we come back, we'll talk about that. Let's do it. You are listening to Kickspot. You are listening to Kickspot. And, and we're back <laughs> with the Kickspot. That was great. And we are here with DJ Rod Crolon, also known as Christopher Rodriguez. Yep, yep. We appreciate you being on the show thank you hey and first of all the second piece of our show with him teaching us how to dj has been like the most fun yeah that was super lit sir thank you yeah super lit you. i'm sorry to all the djs out there me uh, too i had fun know, i uh i disgraced everybody <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i don't call myself a dj at all dj Gino, par, par, par. No, for, no, no. for everybody listening and watching this is like super on the spot we're putting ourselves on the spot completely unprepared like we're gonna do it. Can you do it? And I'm like, sure, let's go. So I think that we did great. So oh, welcome, awesome. welcome to the show. That's that's part of what we yeah. do. We like to put people on the spot, that's ask them a lot do. of questions because it is genuine. It is from the heart as well too, with the questions that we are asking and your and your responses. Um, so besides DJing, I, I wanted to cover what's going on right now. Obviously, we got mm -hmm. a lot of T-shirts right over here. Um, tell me a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about what the the T-shirts mean. Okay, so uh, the t-shirts tie into current events, you know, uh, we're experiencing in society. Um, I actually created the brand um, in 2016. I came up with the concept. Um, What's the brand called? Eliminate Race. Okay. Right. 
the idea is to eliminate like racial racial classifications like when you apply for a job and it asks you you know what what your race is and stuff like you fill it out or whatever i just started yeah. putting human because i i at some point i filled out so many job applications that i was like it don't matter what i am but then i did research and they're like oh we want to know we we want that data for for statistics like x amount of mexicans are working or x amount of asians are working like and i'm like but if we're all human that statistic wouldn't matter right it doesn't matter if there's more rich white people or or you know more rich mexicans we're all like human so it doesn't matter if you're rich white rich black you're a rich human or a poor human it's just kind of like re retraining the brain to see each other as as humans and not races yeah that that's like the root of of eliminate race yeah and so with you know with today's times right sure um, we, we we've had a crazy 2020 you know and i think that's like a, a nah, term that's not crazy man you know that, that's, that's like a term that you know we're, i think we're always gonna you know move forward with jokingly you know if, if everything turns into kaput oh that's just 2020 right just sure yeah. it's it's been insane however yeah. with with your messages obviously you you know it's pretty clear um what what you're trying to convey but how relative or, or how big of an impact you think your shirts you know are making and can make right you know now more relevant now than it was when you when you had it right at 2016. so so like right now i've actually kind of like put the band on the brand on 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 like the back seat okay um just like for just sheer honest protection and, and privacy of my family um with like mm -hmm. the whole covid thing and you know the black lives matter and stuff uh I, when i created this in 2017 it was when or 16 17 it was when trump had just been um inaugurated and there was like a lot of school shootings and it was like white people school shootings black people getting arrested and it was just like white black white black and i was like man f this i wrote it i wrote the design on a napkin and i'm that's where i came up with the concept like if if we didn't see each other like this then we'd, we wouldn't be having all this issues and i blame like the media a lot um so um when with current events and me putting the brand on the back burner um I started getting people like kind of like hating on the brand. They they thought it was like an all lives matter thing. Oh, oh on, on initial on initial look, you're like, oh, is that like an all lives matter thing? And and I created this oh, years ago, right? So like, quick story. I was in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was wearing the shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, an african-american lady like she was like oh i don't like that like if you discredit me and you discredit i'm like uh like i you know what i didn't i didn't have a response for her yeah she was just so like kind of like aggressive and set in stone i was just kind of like we can agree to disagree and that's part of what the brand is um i have like a little mission statement you can see the mission statement on the website but it's like okay look we don't see eye to eye but we can agree to disagree like you don't have to get all salty with me and leave all bitter like this your point of view this is my point of view but I didn't even get into like trying to like justify the brand. I was like, look, she was she was feeling some type of way, and I'm like, you you feel that type of way, and and I'll accept that, and 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 we part ways, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, I want to have a better, um, be better prepared for people who combat the brand. And 
and it wasn't until after the fact that I remembered a response where the brand isn't to eliminate culture. Yeah. It's to eliminate race. And I think that's where people get confused. They're like, oh, no black, no white. Like, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're still black. But like, try to try, try to appreciate your culture. Right. And what your cultures. Um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank for the word, but. You know, are. your heritage and yeah. influ- influences, your yeah. cult- cult- cultural influences and heritages. The brand appreciates and respects that of all cultures. Just eliminate the race part. You know, I'm, I'm a proud Latino. I'm a proud African-American person. I'm a proud Asian or whatever. Like, I don't even like using those words no more. I was like, I'm a proud human. And that's where I simplified it because a lot of people were like, well, that's kind of dumb and kind of ignorant. And I'm like, you know what? It is. I'm dumbing it down. Well, we're gonna dumb it down to like we're just human, and if we all treat each other right, then, then, what's the problem? No, one hundred percent. So what? Mm-hmm. What? What did you want to say to her then? Like what? What could you have said to her? I, uh, you know. Yeah. At the time. Um, I didn't want to sound like desperate to justify, so I let her feel her type of way. Yeah. And I didn't try to change her mind. But I wanted to say like, no, ma'am, this isn't like discrediting black community or black people. That's where like it was an afterthought and, and I didn't have my response prepared of course. Yeah. because of course. she caught me off guard of in, the, in the middle of like the, the, the fisherman's wharf. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, I, I don't like that. And I'm like, oh, wait, oh, like and that response is we respect culture, but eliminate race for sure. Yeah. But she explained why. She said, if you, if you cross out black, then you cross out me and everything that we've been through. But if you like, cross out brown. Right, then you cross out everything that they've been through. Yeah. See, but I wasn't trying to like... Yeah, you, you I, were trying I, to have that conversation. I, yeah, I wasn't going to have that conversation at that time because I, I plain and simple wasn't like prepared with my facts. Maybe, maybe she didn't see the human at the bottom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But like even her man, like Kramen grabbed her and was like, uh, come on, like just let it go. Like, because she, she started getting like more and more heated. The more I was like, well, no, nah, like no, it's not like that. Like every time I was like, no, nah, it's not like that. She was like, no, nah. like she got more mad. And so I was just like, all right, cool. You feel how you want to feel, and no, and it, it's have again, a great it's, day. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely a sensitive topic, and for it's, sure, it's, it's definitely something that I think all of us could be a little bit more um, cautious. Not just cautious, but understanding, sure, empathetic. Right, uh, with culture. I, when I saw the shirt, right when you laid it out, I already knew what you meant by it. Right. I didn't. You didn't mean like the shirt. I would rock the shirt 100% every day. Sure. You know, it's because it's it sends a message to everyone saying. In in my eyes, again, I, I hate now that I have to like put a disclaimer of what I'm gonna have to say. Right. In my opinion, in right, my right, eyes, right. like I hate doing that, but I feel like I have to. Um, the message to me, if I see that shirt, if, you, if I see you walking at this at Fisherman's Wharf, I'm like, oh, that's tight. Just, yeah. just because the message to me says it eliminates discrimination mm-hmm. because we're all, we all are bleeding red, just like your song. Mm-hmm. And we all, we're all created as one, as, sure. as human beings. Sure. And, and I wish people would judge someone based off their intent. Right. And, and not just just the outer layer right obviously we're not educated we're not we haven't been through what other people have been through sure the intent is what people should look at read between the lines yeah if my intent wasn't in a bad intent then why do you have to come at me like that sure i'm sure you have great intentions but i'm not going to judge you based off of that too but 
in any relationship you get into, they're going to mess up. But was their intent bad? Did they do it on purpose? Right. If that's not the case, then you shouldn't, you know. Yeah. You know, My intent with this is to just improve the world, improve society, improve how we treat. 100%. And address each other. And, you know, just to quick, like, quickly touch, um, in the three years that I've had the brand around, I've literally had, I think, three people who, like, questioned it. Like, I can almost remember, like, each conversation um, where they, like, they question, like, the brand or, like, my motive or or something like that and it's like that's where i put it on the back burner with the covid thing and and the and the the protests and the black lives matter um i was like i want to keep my family safe i don't want to go piss somebody off to where like they retaliate yeah i was that fearful um in in protecting my my family um to where like i attended a protest wearing my shirt and i was like being uh i was confronting people that looked out of place at this protest because you know you have like um all the protests that happened a few months ago you had like different groups and i I wanted to see it firsthand and so there was like black lives matter people there was like antifa people there was people with their kids just trying to see what was going on it was like a really legit mixed group of people so i went firsthand to see that and people that i felt that didn't look like they they looked out of place i mean i know my neighborhood i know my environment and i know when people look out of place so there was people that looked out of place and i went up to him and i'm like i, I was going at him like who are you why are yeah, you here I, I saw your facebook li- or yeah. your instagram live right and that was the craziest right i, I don't know thing i mean i think my eyes rolled in the back of my head and i just was like going on like autopilot and and you I, was I, calling people out. Yeah, I was calling people out. You don't out. belong here. I know my people. I was yeah. like, dang. I was like, why are you standing here? You've are been you standing cops? here for two hours. Are you the cops? Are you undercover? Like, what's your purpose? You know? And these people didn't have legit answers. Yeah. You know? And so um, that's where I was like, hold up. I'm going to pump the brakes. I'm not. <laughs> like, obviously, obviously, I want to sell a million shirts, right? But that's not my goal my goal isn't like monetary value my goal is delivering the message and if putting my family in danger yeah is something that's attached to the message then i'm going to put it on pause for a minute yeah but it's difficult nowadays yeah and it's very difficult i mean like adele recently you know was i don't know if you heard about what adele went through with the jamaican yeah Yeah. she was like wearing some jamaican type of thing and then she had like the what do you guys think about that I don't think anything of it. I so for me, I mean, I always wanted to get dreads. That's why I have long hair, and I was actually in the process of getting cornrows or dreads. And I remember my when I was back in Seattle, uh, my Asian friend, um, who's very much an activist, um, he says, "Bro, like you're disrespectful if you do that." And I'm like, "Why?" And it's like, "Dude, you, do you even know what the meaning is?" And I was like, "No, but I respect. Like, I just like the haircut." Are you talking like, about dreads or braids? uh dreads dreads okay right yeah, yeah. and i'm like I, j- I just like it like sure i like the look i mean you know jeremy lynn was wearing it okay. during the nba whatever and then you know people criticize him he was telling him like well you're where you have like a chinese tattoo yeah you know and call right. him out for it right. it was just like like where 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 does where, where do we, we draw, draw the line, line right yeah because I, I just like the style so sure. it's not like i'm looking like back at everything so what adele did i didn't i didn't think anything of it and I was listening to a lot of like news and they were saying like, it was like 50, 50 split. 
right? Sure. But I, I mean, just nowadays, every, everything is like so sensitive. Like, I think it's, I like, think it's bad taste and bad timing. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but what was it for the VMAs or something? No, it was, a, it was, it was just a festival. A, it was like a, it was festival. a festival. Yeah, 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 but everybody in that festival like does that. Was there other people dressed yeah. Yeah, that yeah. way as well? Yeah. See, I don't know fully, but like on initial glance, reading the caption on social media, I was like, what the fuck is she? What is she doing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why, why do that? Bad yeah. timing. I, I think it's bad timing. I mean, I don't know because like in, in, in like a that's my if, thought. If there's like an uh, Asian yeah, yeah. festival and someone wears like a kimono or something like that from a different race, like I wouldn't think anything bad. Yeah, about it. Like, yeah, but I with the, like, hey, the whole Black Lives Matter and like appropriating Black culture and like you get into that topic and, and stuff, and then that's where you're like, uh, fucked. She messed up. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's kimono is, it isn't derived as a good thing either right, right. because you're basically like a sex slave. Oh, yeah, Kim yeah, Kardashian's yeah. thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, That's terrible, well, I, I bro. Wasn't, I wasn't even going with that. I'm just saying in general, <laughs> like, not a lot of people know that information. Right. But are you trying to respect the culture? Are you wearing a kimono because it was a festival and you're trying to respect it? Sure. Pay homage? Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't or making fun of. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's bad. Like, I was talking okay. about intent right is your mm. intent wasn't bad it was pure it was sure. like you saying hey i want to you know go along with the culture whatever it is to respect it and then people are going to hate because your intent was pure yeah. like i don't understand that so i guess who am i to judge and in quick reflection upon self who am i to judge if i didn't know what dell's intent yeah i'm just going off the surface i'm i'm guilty of not reading between the lines and just taking it for like the surface value yeah and i think i've always been the type of person to give somebody the benefit of the doubt until they screw me over mm -hmm. like i have I, I have like it is bad like when you screw me over i have this grudge and i'm like yeah i'm not talking to you anymore yeah. it's black and white. And burnt. He, he knows yeah because mm -hmm. i give you a hundred percent i'm sure. giving you the honest Ooh. truth like hey this is how i am and you know i'm always gonna be there and have good intent but respect that in return yeah i respect that in turn if you're gonna screw me over it's like well what was your pure intent mm -hmm. towards me you know and, and that came from a lot from the music industry right like yeah you know people would promise me these things i would do a lot of things for them and then all of a sudden it would not be like they would use me yeah. for a lot of things yeah, yeah, yeah and that's where my trust was like you know what yeah i'm gonna be at the point now where i'm not gonna play the gray area I'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And once they screw me over, I already know that's that's going to be a good habit that's going to, or a bad habit that's going to run, right. you know, forever. So yeah. I just think intent-wise is like, is a big thing. And we're but, getting this word, you know, this this big word lately, appropriations, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's such a term that's been thrown out. Yeah. Like so much lately. You know, I don't know if you guys, you know, are in the fashion scene, but um, Louis Vuitton's like head designer, Virgil Abloh. Right. Like he just had oh, a, yeah. he just said, did you, you know, so he just had a fashion show and another designer goes and ruins it, calling Virgil like fake and that he didn't start this and all that, like just really criticizes his, his designs. Right. When he himself has appropriated the African American, like the African culture, painting his, you know, models, you know, and, and their faces and stuff with like African things and stuff like that. So it's like you're. You're criticizing somebody about their body of work when like you can't even look yourself in the mirror when you're doing the exact same thing yeah you know so it's again it's it's since we're, we're in such a place where one you have to be careful what you're saying you know like yeah literally two three years ago we didn't, i didn't have to make a disclaimer of saying in my opinion or like oh before i say this i don't want you to be offended but like, think about how many you know? people like Unapolog un unapologetically 
say whatever they want to want to say yeah like why do why do you feel that the need to put to filter yourself or like dis disclaim like instead of just giving it to people just straight like because everyone everyone's sensitive and wants things sugar-coated right yeah exactly you know what i mean that's crazy um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the intent mm -hmm. and um and the brand yeah and again back what my intent is to help like rechange how we see each other yeah. my intent isn't to become rich off this yeah so like immediately when the COVID started and you know everyone started making masks obviously people are like oh dude you should make a mask you should make a mask and i'm like you know what nah i don't want to make a mask i don't want to like i, ha I have zero desire to profit off like this COVID thing or slapping a slapping a screen print in a mask like you know what i mean like it was kind of corny to me yeah um so that's why like I, I put everything on hold it's like i'm not you know what i'm not trying to sell right now i i think the last thing that we need to do is sell right now i think we need to fix you know what i mean and, and everybody's so focused on sell 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 and and how fast can i get my restaurant open how fast can i put something in the parking lot so i could reopen my bar you know what i mean and i think that's where we're all like losing losing touch it's just we're so money focused right uh, like um and so that's where like i i put everything on hold but you know now that you guys have invited me back here i'm kind of like re-inspired and ready to kind of like put it put put myself back out there yeah. also things have died down yeah you know and so i feel the waters are more like open than, than they were two months ago when i was i was like nah man like i wasn't yeah, even yeah, wearing the 100%. shirt i wasn't even wearing the shirt because i didn't want to go i didn't want to like get shot yeah. like straight up like i was like man what if i even peeled the sticker off my car i had a, like a stick a decal on my car i peeled the sticker off the car because i didn't want like a white supremacist or somebody against or someone who didn't understand yep, the brand exactly. retaliate against me yeah, like driving on the freeway they're like what what's that sticker screw that guy like it was it was pretty intense a few months ago so that's where i was like everything's on hold yeah um yeah so I'm, I'm happy to like relaunch um you know the brand and 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 showcase what i have to offer and 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 regain my confidence yeah and and um and promoting and delivering the message because i did get a little discouraged when i had that like that that discussion with the lady in san francisco but it wasn't until i got back home and i remembered my whole like culture response like we're eliminating race but i still respect your culture please try and understand that that's what i wanted to tell her but i just wasn't prepared at that time so with with the current events and everything and this whole trump thing and the media i i think we do need this and when i when i wear it people people still understand it yeah you know my fear my fear of it being confused with the all lives matter thing has gone away yeah you know now i'm open to to all conversations again yeah. where i was like shut off for a while for sure yeah i want to go back into what, what you said you said you weren't doing it for profit or anything like that and people should learn to fix before sure that um i'm gonna i'm gonna go the opposite on that um just because um you know these business owners that i've i've been able to build relationships with they want to help it's a whole intent thing right so in order for them to help and you know their employees have to pay rent and all that sure you know they they have to make sure that they are open too so 
I think from an independent contractor um, oh, right. you know, perspective, like it's just you. So you, maybe that that's the case. But for an entrepreneur that has, you know, 20, 30 employees that, right. you know, people rely on that, that income. Um, I would say just that I would want to just kind of go over that a little bit just because I, I do have friends in that industry that, that their intent is very, very good. They're not even paying themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they want to make sure that they're, I'd like to yeah, meet yeah, those yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like we need more people like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me touch on that real quick with like intent Yeah. and, and, and money and sales. Right. So like I'm trying to be sober right now and like not drink alcohol. Right. I've been kind of fighting that for like 10 years, but I've been mostly sober, but yeah. you know, I do and have gotten drunk. Um, but like right now, I, I think that the focus shouldn't be like alcohol. I have an issue with professional sports and how it's they correlate alcohol with it. It's, it comes in hand in hand now. So everyone believes like, oh, the Lakers are on, you got to drink. The Dodgers are on, you got to drink. That that really bothers me. Yeah, I, I feel that it's just everyone. It just reflects the simple mindedness of people where they're just like they, they think that that's what life is. You know, I mean, we have so much things going on and people literally only care about the Dodgers. It's frustrating. Right. And to keep going on that, I I don't really watch like sports anymore because I, I do. I do the music. But the other day I was watching the Lakers with my father-in-law. And I saw the Snoop Corona ad. Oh, yeah. And that annoyed me. <laughs> it annoyed me so bad. I'm like, so let's talk about intent. Right. Yeah. So what's Snoop intent? Is his intent to get the bag or is his intent to influence more alcoholism or is his intent to improve the community and i think by running the ad it was bad timing he's he's encouraging more people to drink not people to better their lives and like does snoop really need that bag i feel like he's he was going for the bag you know what i mean but does he need the bag yeah yeah i feel like he needs yeah. the bag. i think i think when you get to a certain point he needs that bag for his payroll i i think i think you do because you I mean, really? You're used to a certain lifestyle. So, like, let's then, say Bezos. Does Bezos need more bags? No, Bezos doesn't need it. But <laughs> I don't think Snoop does. We but, can agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But there, I mean, there, there are gonna be like his like uh, taxes on on his place. Like, if he's not generating revenue, how is he paying that? Like royalties. Certain, he's not making no royalties right now. Like, what what songs? Are, I mean, I I know how royalties work. You don't think like, Snoop is starts, paid, bro? Not, I'd like to figure out like how much he got paid for that Corona deal not a lot of <laughs> and, then, and then continue this conversation. Well, I mean, that's what you see a lot of celebrities. I mean, I see Shaq doing every weird commercial possible. Yeah. 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 And, but is it alcohol? Uh, I mean, so, but that's, that's my that, thing. That, that that's my thing. You choose what you choose. Like if someone gave me a $50,000 deal to promote an alcohol brand or DJ be like a DJ endorsement, I would turn it down. Yeah. But the, the question wasn't that the question was, is he getting a bag and does he need it? Mm-hmm. And I believe he does. Okay. I believe he does because like I said, Shaq is doing all these like weird sergeant general insurance. And I'm like, why would some guy like him who's on team? I see hot patch. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, got all these, he's got all these weird commercials, but I think when you get to a certain point and you want to live a certain lifestyle, you're still going to continue that that grind. Um, right. But it, it, it is what it is. So talking about money and sales, I think you were going to ask me something about that. Are we ready for that? Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask you during this time, obviously, I mean, you had, I mean, I think like when I met you, you're one of the... I mean, you grind. Sure. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for noticing. Like you grind. And um, 
<laughs> like you sign up for like everything you're doing like marketing events and, mm -hmm. you know you're you're going out and djing you know when i talk to you you're like hey i got this event that event that i gotta do i mean that's like a it's not a w2 that's not a consistent thing and you keep figuring out ways to right. obviously grind so what is what was it like before and then during covid and then what is your goal in the future so before covid business was really well um for me as like an independent dj mm -hmm. um self-employed a b it employed on a payroll c independent contractor mm -hmm. and then kind of like you know my little small business projects like my little ideas um before the covid you know we were kind of going on all cylinders i had my i had my college contract i had a city contract um i for had dj for dj yeah for dj oh that's sick yeah yeah i was uh i had a, a contract with a junior college where i was doing all their events i was you know i was making oh, several geez. grand a year yeah that's high just with that school and yeah. then with the city i was making another several grand you know on top of like my like 1099 stuff well like i lost both those contracts so like i lost thousands of dollars over the last six months at least like ten thousand yeah, dollars yeah. over the last like six months and that's just like dj money that's not even like working yeah yeah, yeah. you know that's yeah. not even events um independent contractor marketing events where like i was working cirque de soleil up until the the, the covid quarantine and they mm. they uh shut down cirque de soleil um oh. and then with the covid not only did i lose my contracts i lost like four wedding gigs which amounted to like several more grand mm -hmm. and then on top of that i had to refund my clients their deposits yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah so like i was taking l's left and right when when the covid started you know what i mean but luckily i was in a position and i managed my money properly to where i could just give those people their money back mm -hmm. because i couldn't like yeah, yeah i wasn't going to be a jerk and be like nah i'm keeping your deposit yeah this is some uh what do they call it god event or something yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like nah like here's your money back and um and so i did all that and so um when that happened i, I began to focus like on self-care you know for for people who are out there you know i i lost all my jobs i lost all my gigs i lost all my incomes and i did my best to go for the edd mm -hmm. the unemployment yeah. right luckily i qualified but that's ended now yeah. So yeah. now I'm back yeah. to square one again, yeah. right? What am I going to do now? So when it all started, my, my focus was self-care um, and, and, and like mental health and just trying to like navigate my sanity through all the current events and just trying to like seek out truth. Yeah. Um, luckily, I, I have like an eBay account and I have this like online record store that I do. So I was getting like, trickle money in you know what i mean just mm -hmm. enough to like pay the bills yeah. you know but i'm not out buying like what i want type of thing right mm -hmm, it's just mm -hmm. like what you need not what you want and it's like a, a mindset shift this is wants versus needs and how materialistic are you yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and type of thing <clears throat> and it's just like i'm just want to simplify just really simplify so like so with the covid i lost a lot of money but luckily i was able to like fall back on my ebay account and and my records i have about five thousand records that i own and i have about a thousand listed of them online and so like it's funny i when they like everybody started getting edd right like a lot of people got unemployment bro my sales went through the roof 
I promise you. Like, I was That's like, awesome. yo, these people are getting these EDD checks and they're buying records. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I wasn't complaining. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's cool. Whatever. But that's how I'm able to like survive. Yeah. Just straight up, you know. And and um, luckily I have a very supportive woman in my life. That's yeah. tight. Who who up, who uplifts me. You need that. And and doesn't ask anything of me. Yeah, yeah. And that's big. You know what I mean? It allows me the freedom to where I don't have to like chase money. I just earn money. Yeah. And I think that's big. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then that provides a um. A comfort zone that i need to get out of mm -hmm. yeah. right 100%. like i'm recognize that you yep. know like i'm in a comfort zone like i don't need to like chase money i'm gonna yeah. earn it right but you know talking to you guys and being here it's like you got to kind of get back to like find the balance in between chasing it and i like how you really use the word intent so i'm gonna go home and like self-reflect and reevaluate my intent for money mm -hmm. right like like you know what i mean like is it do i want money to survive do i want money because i'm greedy do i want to sell a million shirts because i want to have 20 million you know what i mean no i want to just get the message out and just make sure you know we're all fed and happy i don't i don't believe in like living beyond your means anymore yeah and i think a lot of people do yeah. you're like snoop needs a bag yeah it's because he's living beyond his means you know what i mean type but of thing like people people possibly. really need to like like re no one i don't think anybody like self-reflects yeah. As not, not a lot. As often as they should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like self-reflect daily. I probably self-reflected like four times in this conversation. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And so I I think that, you know, moving forward, if we're gonna just keep keep this going, um, moving forward in like future plans is is self-care. Reestablish um my clients and just reach out to everybody again. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, part good of the reason point. why I'm able to be so successful is just building good relationships yeah. and treating people right yeah. and being honest and upfront and communicative. You know what I mean? And so that's where like all my business comes from word of mouth and referrals. Like I don't spend a lot of money on advertising. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's word of mouth, proper clientele. And I'm able to run like a, a small business that earns between like 25 and 40,000, you know, if not, a little more and that's yeah, just yeah, like 100%. on the side yeah yeah, yeah you know exactly. what i mean um so my thing is if i can like put a message out there is to just number one focus on self-care for sure and mental health because it's crazy right now a lot of people can just like just the, the, the hit the fan you know what i mean and just yeah. stop stop giving a care and i've seen that um so uh, it's self-care and then just living within my means yeah. obviously there's a desire to be rich or mm -hmm. like the american dream but seeing what i'm seeing and, and seeing how there's rich people that aren't happy you know what i'm real happy where i'm at whether i had a million dollars or i was negative in my account i'm still happy yeah i'm fortunate enough to learn that you know happiness comes from within internally i've learned to not seek happiness from outside sources and i think that's the way people should go for it you know what i mean people are like looking at social media they wake up probably trying to look at without knowing like they look at social media looking for something to make them happy something to make them laugh something to brighten their day right don't rely on that your happiness comes from within and a lot of times i'm guilty of like getting on social media and then being put into a negative light 
yeah, I open I open it up to something negative and then I'm like, ah, and then I have to like retrain my brain and like restart the morning mm -hmm, in yeah. a way, you know? So I just want people to just focus on like self-care and treating each other right. You know, there's so much going on with politics and money and and when you die it don't matter. Yeah. When you die it don't matter. We're all we're all gonna be dust. Like plain and simple, so that that's where I'm at. Yeah, well, yes, sir. well we, we appreciate your advice. Um, if people want to reach out to you, how can they reach yes, out? To yes, yes. Uh, my telephone number is no. <laughs> I was like, oh snap, he about to drop it. Said nine one one. Well, no, I should get that uh that that text thing that Diddy and Questlove have, yeah. where you like get paid, oh, people yeah, text yeah, you yeah. or thing like that. Yeah, that's smart. Whatever. Um, nah, but the brand is um, eliminaterace.com. Um, okay. On social media, I'm not really active on social media, but it's Instagram eliminate underscore race. Um, you could look up the hashtag. Um, I mostly do like kind of like hashtag posting as opposed to like posting on the profile. Yeah. But if you look up the hashtag eliminate race, um, there's at least like a hundred, you know, pieces of content out there for people to look at. It's mostly shirts and then people that have sold shirts too, or people that have shared their shirt. Um, but yeah, eliminate race.com. Hashtag eliminate race, eliminate underscore race on the IG. Um, that's for the brand right there. And then also a hashtag for the LGBT brand. Um, this was like my second year. Um, this is something that I came with, out with because when I initially hit it with the race angle, um, everyone loved it. And then I had some people <clears throat> who were like, oh, you should do one for like the LGBT community. I have family that's gay and friends that are gay. And so... I got my head out of my butt and I created this one also. I launched this one in 2019. That's that. So you have a separate one for that? No, it's the, the hashtag for this one is unity, compassion, freedom. Unity, and, compassion, freedom. Yeah, unity, compassion, and freedom. Unity, we're all one. Compassion for each other and the freedom to do what we want. Max. You know what I mean? um, that, it's, that's what it is. Unity, compassion, freedom. And and that, those are the two for the brand right there. Um and then real quick, if I if I may uh, touch on my productions. Yes, music. Um, music productions. It's rodcrolon.com. R-O-D-C-H-R-O-L-O-N.com. Okay. And then all the socials is Rod Crolon. Um, you'll be able to find me. Spotify, Apple Music, Yahoo, you know. I'm on, I got that that distro kid deal, you know, so yeah. it's like on all that stuff or yeah. whatever. So so what we're going to do is we're going to post uh, your social media on yeah. our, our right. Instagram as well, too. Thank you. At uh, the underscore kick spot. Uh, DJ Rock Crowline, Chris, I really appreciate yes, you coming do. on the Thank show. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for you teaching us how to Thank DJ, giving it. us your perspective on just life in general, and yeah. especially with everything going on today. For yeah. sure. And we wish you the best of luck in the future. Yes, Same sir. to you. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Keep rocking, y'all. Peace. Thank you for listening to KickSpot.